Thanks for tuning in to Luminary Sounds, where we discover the undiscovered. I am your musical artist, Junior Ledo. I am your musical enthusiast, Francois the Great. And I'm excited. I'm excited, too. You excited, too? I'm excited. First of all, we are in a new location. New location. Downtown Ventura. Downtown Ventura with the lights. And that's the kids say. Yes. It's lit. It's lit out here. It's litty. It's litty. But look, man. Enough about that. Yes. Uh, before we get started, we have some some internet. Mm. Let's get numbers into it. we need to talk about, sir. Oh, we do. Uh, first of all, Luminary Sound, Luminary-Sounds.com is blowing up. Boom, like a bomb. Can you give us the locations? I'm gonna give you the locations. You know what I mean? Go ahead, sir. Look, so we have Oxnard, California, check it in. Camarillo, LA, San Diego, Sherman Oaks, Columbus, Ohio is in the building. Atlanta, Georgia. We got Bakersfield. We got Cypress, Garden Grove, Panorama City, Ellenwood, Georgia, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Yes. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. I'm from there. Mississippi. I'm from there. They're showing love. They're showing love. But we still have England as well. So, you know, we're we kind of... We, we got global. England. England is in the house. We're going global. You know, I wish I could do the impersonations, but I, I don't really know how to do the English impersonation. It, but, it, yes. It's, it's okay. So, you know, we got some topics we want to talk about as well. Yes, um, of course. Besides being in um, downtown Ventura at... The new location, Lion City Studios. They've been very gracious to us. Shout out to Lion City Studios. Yes, they just had American Idol auditions here. And from what I heard, it went very, very well. Yes, it did. did. Can you come and show up? See, you know who should have showed up? Who's that? Miss here. She should have. <laughs> she should have showed up. Now, her new name is Mia's Can I Serenade Because she's <laughs> wow. This girl. That's right. Can go. She can. She can go. So, Mia, can you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Mia Sarah. I'm an independent singer songwriter, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you. Now, Thank you. I was listening to the single. I love it. Thank you. And I'm just wondering, what guy on Sunset Boulevard got you going mad? What's up I with mean, that? Honestly, are you talking about the music video? No, it's in the, the song. Ty, she had the Tyrese lookalike in there. Oh, she had the Tyrese lookalike. <laughs> I seen him in there. I was like, oh. <laughs> she helped me pick him, actually. Oh, my. Oh, mom, picked, yeah. mom picked him out. My requirement was just that he was, like, tall, and he just looked kind of, like, dreamy. Okay, you know? Because yeah. the whole song is kind of, like, dream sequence vibe. Right. Because I got the idea, California Dreamer, um, the first line that I got for the song was, uh, way down on Sunset Boulevard, I'll meet you there. And okay. I had this idea of, like, people from other states coming to California, like, chasing a dream and expecting, having really, really high expectations, right. and coming here and being like, well, the weather is great, but traffic <laughs> is bad, and, like, Absolutely. you know, kind of being surprised by some of the things that you don't expect when you come here for the first time. Right, and right. I was thinking about that in a relationship, how you can just, like, build up expectations, because I'm such a, like, romantic, you know? Everything is just, like, this imaginary scene that I played out in my head, and then other people just don't follow the script. I love the video, because <laughs> yeah. you're, like, a florist in there, and yeah. he comes in, he's peeking behind the roses, exactly. taking glimpses at you, and you're, like, gushing and falling over. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I wanted it to feel like a dream, because it was, like, we wanted it to kind of be like I was imagining some of it like you can't really tell how much of it is real and how much of it is in my imagination which right. is kind of like the whole point of the song too right, so right, right, yeah. right. I love the energy of the song because 
for my take. I feel like it could be, it's definitely pop. Definitely. But it can also be like a little bit like country. And it has an alternative vibe. Well, because that's, that's I, if Carrie Underwood also sang the song, it would it was still of dope. course. Yeah. I mean, of course. that's how versatile the song is. So kudos to you. Did you write the song? I did. Yeah, okay. I wrote it on the floor of my bedroom. Okay. Uh, so it's really interesting, like the responses um, that I've gotten because I never expected anyone to call it country. Like honestly, I wow. wrote it, and a lot of my influences were like '70s because I really wanted it to have like a really good groove, a really good rhythm section. Right. right. Um, and uh, another. I, I will say it makes me feel happy. <laughs> Thank you. Got a happy vibe. Thank it it you. is a happy vibe. Happy but it's, it's a great song. It's a great Thank song. You. So, so. Daryl with the waters. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm a little parched. Mm -hmm. Myself. So, anyway, yes, the video is, is amazing. Uh, now, I, I was doing a little research on you, uh, and I, first of all, I'll talk about that later. I want to talk about this water bug. Yes, that let's I talk about this video. Oh my the video. And you talking about your mama with the one good arm. One good arm. What is that about? Okay. What's going on? Please explain. <laughs> and you were on the floor? <laughs> what kind of bug <laughs> took you out? Look, that's got to be one of them roaches that fly. It, yeah. Wait, yes. It didn't fly, but it, oh. it, the water bug's huge, just giant, nasty-looking roaches. So we come home from the mall, chilling, happy we went to the mall, and my mom has just recently had a fall. So she okay. fell, and she hurt her arm. Okay. She was in a sling for a little bit. She's recovering, okay. and, like, every day it's getting better. Yeah. But you felt, she felt like last week or two weeks ago. So, yeah, so it's been a minute. So she she doesn't really have, like, full motion in her arm. She can't really use so it. She's so she's left arm, just trying to exactly, get it. Exactly, just trying to get it. So we come home. <laughs> And there's this giant, and I have never seen anything like that in my house before. Did it like, have wings? I don't, I don't know if it had wings because it was running around. It wasn't flying, oh. but it was like nothing. Okay. Looking like a cockroach. It was one of them down south. Disgusting. It was just like had no business being in my living room. <laughs> I was like, bro. Well, when I so, seen you on the floor, I said, what kind of bug took her out like that? Totally took me out. So. Yeah, we pulled a box off of the wall because we just moved, yeah, and okay. this bug comes out, and I lost my mind. My mom was like, you're going to have to get it because she doesn't have, it's her right arm, too. Right, right. So, it wanted to move in with y'all. Uh, it just wanted oh. to live with y'all. And so I get a crock, and I'm like trying to get it, and I couldn't get it. I start turning around in circles. Mom's like, don't hit me with the shoe because I had the shoe up here, and I was right. just fully like losing my mind. Um, and I'm normally a pretty composed person, but I have never had to deal with anything like that before. Yeah. So we end up actually getting it into the closet. You chased so, him there? Well, I was trying to get it and, it, and it ran into the closet, and I was like, okay. And I start planning. See, this is how I know that, like, in she a panic... She done locked the roach in the closet. That's how I know, like, in a panic situation, in a zombie apocalypse or something like that, I would be, like, a planner. You know, because I, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have the shoe, <laughs> and I start moving stuff out of the closet, and I'm like, I'm going to give you the vacuum cleaner. You only have one good arm, so I'm going to need you to use your left arm, and if I can't get it with the shoe, you suck it up with the vacuum cleaner, so I you stand behind me. Mom's on the mic right now. It was, like... Yes. I was like, I was, I was like, this is war. Like, I'm so serious. We are not going to sleep with this bug in the house. It's no, just not it, gonna happen. Go. It has it, to go. But first, shout out to the bug for getting a two minute segment on the podcast. Exactly. I, mean, I was just. That's got to be the first. We it heard about this and we were like, we just want to ask you. I had it. to ask because you want to throw it. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Not yes. Yeah. You know, I do want to talk about your music. That's what you did. Okay. Yes. And you said you wrote the song, but it sounds is there live instrumentation in yes. that music? Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did that come about? 
So everything is live. I work with a producer called Nathan Walters, and he is actually in Nashville. So we met in California, and we did the initial meeting at Capitol Records, which is where he works out of when he's in California um, here. And all of the instrumentalists that played on the song, because I told him I wanted it to have a live feel. And I went through and I had like references with like every instrument. I was like, okay, I want the drum tones to sound like this. I want the bass tones to sound like this. And I put together like a Spotify playlist called California Dreamer yeah. with like six or seven songs that I felt like really had different parts. An idea that you can yeah. write your lyrics in the yeah. song. Okay. And so we like discussed it. So you pieced it together right? oh, in, yeah. your, in your head. Exactly. Oh, so okay. that's the thing like when I write songs, I hear the full production. It's just like only me on my acoustic guitar. So really like my main... Um, challenge like when I'm going in the studio and working with producers is being able to communicate what I want and getting it all out exactly now yeah. is it true that you didn't like California dreaming at first it's true yeah I just was like so we do our research <laughs> I was like lukewarm about it you know it was one of those songs that I was like so what, what sort of, you know, brought you back around? Right. Because it, it's a great song. I don't, you know, I don't know what you didn't like at first. I think just because my mom was really excited about it. And she hears everything. She's like the first point of like, okay, let me know if this is good or not. You know, oh, she's the okay. first person that I um, play these songs for. And she got excited about it in a way that I hadn't really seen her get excited about a song. Because okay. it's one of her favorite songs that I've ever done. And she like loves all of my music. But it was like, there was a real... Like, so she was excited. Like, yeah, oh. she was like, I love this song. This okay. is awesome. And okay. I was like, okay. Mom is typically right. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like my mother as well as your mother, they come from a generation where they listen to to me the best of music. Mm -hmm. You know, 100%. from Delphonics to oh, yeah. Al Green, Marvin Gaye, um, you know, oh, yeah. Whitney Houston, Lucas, Nights, Luther, everybody. Yeah, everybody. She just nodded when you said Luther. That's her. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> that's her man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what else? What else did you listen to under your mom? Uh, under my mom, I listen actually to a lot of Michael Jackson. So he was like my first like big inspiration like Off as a young wall. person. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a certain album from Michael that you like? Anything. I actually the first song that I ever heard from him, I was in a Best Buy with my dad and I saw they were it was Beat It. It was the Beat It Beat, beat it. Okay. Oh, And I was yeah. like, who is this person? He had the zippers on the, the, the jacket. Yeah, just like dancing yeah. and like all of this. Yeah. And so um, yeah. after my parents found out how infatuated I was with Michael Jackson and I had never heard of him up until that point, they got me like a a DVD thing of like 50 of his music videos. Oh, awesome. so actually, I have like, that. I have that yeah. as well. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so it was like all of them and I used to jam out. Yeah. Now that you brought that up, yeah. what is your favorite Michael Jackson video? Mm, that's hard. That's too hard for anybody. Okay, it's too top, hard for Michael, rest in peace. Top, he could top, tell. Top three. That's still hard. Okay, okay. Um, definitely beat it. That one has like a special place in my heart. Yeah, because yeah, first I one. Um, Black or white? I really like that. Black or white? Yeah. It's a good video. That's a, yeah. That's a very good video. I really liked that when I was younger because I liked the scene of the kid in his room. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I love how all the faces change. No, I'm thinking about remember the time. You're thinking about remember yeah. the time. Um, what about? I just don't think you could go wrong with Michael's videos. Yeah. I think all of them are so great. So smooth criminal. Ooh, smooth criminal. That's my favorite. Look, I want that suit to this day. That's my favorite. Yeah. And then the lean. That lean is incredible. Everything he does is so yeah. cool. But I was like, Thriller too, because I feel like that yes. one is so cinematic. Of course. Like a horror movie. It's just super, super high yes. production, which I really like about that one too. That's so. good. That's good. That's good. So I do want to ask you, how long have you been in music? And do you think you found your voice? Are you still growing as a singer? 
Right. Well, okay. I'm a musical artist myself, and I know that if I said something's gonna come out this time, it's just gonna be it. So exactly. I understand. So yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I have like some gear coming to my house because I'm gonna start trying to get my ideas recorded before I start going into the studios, and, and um, that should speed up the process a little bit. Okay. So, How um, many tracks? I have so many songs. The EP is probably gonna be like five or six because okay. that's like you know. The, you want to test the right. waters? Yeah. Okay, and then go. you give them the whole meal. Yeah, then you give them the whole meal. Okay, yeah. okay, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's I'm, good. I'm excited for that because after California Dream, and I, I got to right. see what's next. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then, which leads me into my next question. If yes. you could collab with anybody, who would that be? Collab with anybody. Ooh. Living now. Yeah. yeah. Living. Okay. Oh, gonna They're going to pull out Tupac. <laughs> He's like, he ain't even alive. <laughs> He's not going to <laughs> said that, I thought of the song, and the song has the band influence. Yeah. I told, um, one of the I references I had for it was, um, Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry, which is, like, okay. a really, like, pop rock yes. record. Yes. You know, I wanted it to kind of have that, like, pop rock feeling. No, so, definitely. Yeah. Do you run into any difficulties as an independent artist? Because you have the, you know, for yourself, I'm not sure if you're waiting for other to like songs for you, or you have a song written, and you're like, I gotta get to the studio. There are, like, so I write and compose all of my music myself, but I think the like main thing as an independent artist is you're doing everything yourself. Everything. So like me and mom run the ship. Like it's just everything that gets done basically is us. So as far as like that's trying awesome. to yeah, it's it's awesome, but it's also just like okay. a lot of effort and a lot of different things that you don't really think right. about until you're actually like trying to work and trying to market and trying to get a video together and trying to get in the studio and yeah. there's just like so many things. Um, a lot of strategizing, but, a lot of yeah, organizing. And a lot to learn. You Do know, you get pushback like, with mom? I know she's right here, but mm -hmm. like, is, is there any time you want to like put something out? Uh -huh. yeah, actually not yet. Is <laughs> there any time you want to put something out uh -huh. and she doesn't agree with it, but in your heart you're like, like, have you ever ran into anything like that? We tend to be on the same page. You know, okay. like, we just, I feel like, have just, like, a connection. You know what I mean? That was but it's, a great it's like, great. it's the truth. I like, think it's because I'm mom here. What's the <laughs> <laughs> Like, because I'm pretty, like, 
stubborn. I'm pretty, I, I especially with my music, like, oh, it has to yeah, be something absolutely. that I'm behind and that I'm with. And even, like, for choosing California Dreamer as the first single, I had another one in mind, but my mom was like, oh, well, I think California Dreamer is a better one right. for the first single because it's, like, exciting. What was the other then, single? Uh, it was going to be Polaroid, actually. I had a song called Polaroid. Like, oh, yeah. got it. But that one's, like, groovier and, like, slower. And just over time, like thinking about it and then also when we went to the studio and I played the producer Polaroid and California Dreamer he was like I want that one talking about California Dreamer so I was like it's easier to just listen first because she's always right and then it just like saves you time and you're like okay mom yeah is right I know you mentioned the EP that's in the works right now so in the next five years where do you see your music in the next five years I want to have multiple albums out in the next five years and also I really um, I'm interested in being a writer for other artists. That's another thing, but it's just like right now we're so focused on trying to get my stuff in order. Absolutely. Um, but in the future, I definitely want to travel and write with other people and write for other people. And I want to have a lot of music out, you know, like as much music as I can put out into the world. I would love to. Like Stevie Wonder, just like album, album, double album. Like Absolutely. I'm just. I love like a machine, music. Just yeah. Putting it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. It's like the creativity right. never ends. You know what I mean? And I would really, really, really love to be touring and playing shows because that's like another oh, yeah. um, space that I really like to be in is, is playing and performing for people. I was going to ask you because you mentioned touring. Mm -hmm. If you could be in the studio or on stage and you have to choose one, which one? Would you choose? Mm. They're so special and so like such I, a different I know what way. I, you have to give the answer. Because um, myself personally, I'm a studio rat. I gotta be in the studio just consistently because the creativity that you can do there is just like endless. Yeah, I think if I had to choose, if I was forced to choose, I would say actually performing for me. Okay. Mm. Um, because California Dreamer is the only song that I have out, right? So I've always just been performing my original music and playing for people and I think what I find so special about it is the connection that I make with other people. I think being in the studio is so much fun and it's so creatively like enriching for me and just like really special to me as a human, but it's also like being in the room with like two other people who are right. like, oh yeah, this song is great, and yourself, you have know? You, have you seen that TV show, um, what's the name of it? Songland? Songland, yeah. I've heard of I it, I have not I seen it. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, well I had worked with Jared Dusat at one time and they put together this great new show, Songland, where the writers get together, yes. and I think it would be perfect for that show. Really? Bring that song to the show, mm -hmm. and you sing it in front of the you audience. You heard it first, song. Like, <laughs> luminary sounds. Luminary sounds, right. So you have a panel like they have a Well, well I Am. Yes, they have Esther uh -huh. Dean. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's uh, some great songwriters yes. that are established, mm -hmm. and you come there with your song, and they, they may butcher every part of the song, right? Mm -hmm. But they, they do it so it can be for another artist. Oh. Say, yes. The Jonas Brothers just were on there last exactly. week. Really? So the Jonas Brothers, like they, they have a certain a certain sound. Mm -hmm. so if you come in with a song, they might like. Mm, I like the lyrics of it. You know, just you know, reinvent yeah. the whole entire song. So and the really actual that. songwriter, the song that they chose was a guy that just is from out here in California. Yeah. He's a songwriter. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you saw that yeah, episode that I'm talking about. And he wrote the song, and they actually gave the guy songwriting credits. Yeah, on, it's on, on the album. On the album, so it was, I thought it was that number was one cool. too. It was number one. I think awesome. it was on Apple iTunes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, for artists like you, that I mm -hmm. think you know, just give yourself another platform. Yes, mm -hmm. to, you know, why so not? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's there. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. a very it's a very good show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. 
So I do have a question for you. You know, um, we don't ask that. Oh, the guitar. I heard you're like a imaginary guitar. Yeah, electric. I down. seen you on stage, and you were like mumbling the electric oh, guitar, and I said, "What is she doing?" <laughs> yeah, in so, front of people. <laughs> There's people there. Can we get a little piece of that? It's like okay, so the song is called "The Electric." Let me okay. explain it first. Yeah, please explain because the way I'm saying, it, she's going to say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "What in the?" Like, she's what's going happening? To start a career. <laughs> so I always preface the audience before I do this song. So, like I said before, when I write songs, I hear the entire production. So when I wrote this song, I have a song called The Electric, and Got there's it. an electric guitar solo in the song, but I don't solo on my acoustic, okay. right? Got it. Um, so I'm like, it's such a vital part of the song, like melodically, that I can't not have it in. And I'm like, if I don't have a player, then I'm just going to have to sing it. And that She's literally singing it. I, yeah. Man. Yeah, so every time I play it live, if I'm by myself, I'm like, okay, I'm just letting you guys know it's going to be weird, but I'm going to sing this electric guitar part because I love song. it. Can we get someone that weirdness? Yeah, can we okay. get some of that weirdness? Like, and the, the guitar part is like, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm happy to add that applause effect to it. I was yeah. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, really um, like, and you do this every time. Yeah, and it always like loosens people up. Like if people are a little bit stiff in the beginning, if they're like, oh, I don't know about this girl. When I do it, I get some laughs, and like people are relaxed after. So it's really, like, it's really oh, like a good icebreaker. Yeah. Let me ask you this: How does your music differ from other artists? Um, I think just like. The honesty in my music um, and I just am really big on storytelling like California Dreamer was like really special to me because it tells you a story like from beginning to end it takes you from like I, I felt like when I wrote the song and after mom convinced me that it was good I was like I can see the entire like rise and fall of this relationship in my head right. you know I'm very visual with everything yeah um, so every song has to have like this visual thing that I feel like I can see it playing like a movie in my head um, and to be able to give other people that feeling, you know, whatever it looks like for you, right. is really cool for me. So, as far as relationships, are you ever, your relationships, mm -hmm. I mean, I know mom's here, <laughs> but like, do you use anything in your relationships with your music? Like, like, you know, like, say if you're involved when you're in, writing, yeah, like mm -hmm. if you have a breakup with a boyfriend mm -hmm. or something, you know, boyfriend pisses you off. Mm -hmm. Is he, is it gonna be in the song? Or are you just so far removed away from relationships, focused on your music? You know, you're just writing based off of others think I mean that. Yeah, okay. totally. Because I just like right now, especially, I just am so busy and I'm so focused that I just don't really have time and don't, I'm not really That's good. like yeah. Because I just don't want to be distracted. You know, I love what I do and I love working and I just like. So I'm not gonna listen to the record and go, man, Tyrese, that Tyrese <laughs> boy got her back. Yeah, First there's no Tyrese had no chance. To fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No yeah. So I'm always chilling. Like I just write music. Okay. I always tell people I just. Music and I play shows. That's like, great. That's, that's my life. That's right great. Now. And yeah. I got a fun question for you. Okay. So if you weren't in music, mm -hmm. what would you be doing? I never know how to answer this question because music is my entire like. That's that's it's, it's like, everything. It's, yeah, I, I always say okay. If I wasn't an artist, I would just be a songwriter for other artists. So that I works. don't know if that's adequate. But, no, yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, uh, as far as our listeners, we are going to be playing a snippet of California Dreaming on the Anchor app. If you are a Spotify listener, too bad for you. 
It won't be available for you. You <laughs> have, you have to go to the Anchor app to be able to hear the snippet California Dream, and you don't want to miss out on that. But it will be on the playlist. Yes, for Spotify listeners, we will have the full song on the playlist too. So that's right. If you can give your social media, your next shows, or anything else like that, so our listeners can you know check for you, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, my social media, uh, my name is Mia Sarah, and you guys can find me online at Mia Sarah Music. It's M I A S E R A Music. Um, my next show, I'm playing at the Wine Bar in Long Beach, and then after that, the date for that. The, the date, date is Wednesday the 14th. I'm looking at my mom, she knows. Wednesday, <laughs> August 14th. Yes, this okay. next Wednesday. And then Wine Bar Long Beach. Wine Bar Long Beach, and that's a two hour set, so that'll be really fun. Oh, that's great. Nice. Um, yeah, I like playing for a long time, but I'm, I'm by myself. It'll be an acoustic set. And then the week after that, the 25th, I'm playing uh, Fig at 7th downtown with a band. August 25th. Eight, two hours set by yourself? Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. Wow. She's not playing around. Like Most people will be sitting there like, oh, yeah, that is amazing. Thank you. And I just, she just reminded me, I have another one. I'm playing at the LA County Fair on September 7th. Oh, that's right. So I'm so excited about that, but I don't have an exact time yet, so I will be posting what time I'm playing. And I was just asking them about the fair last week, because yeah. I know Ventura has it. Yeah, we had our Ventura fair, and we had a singer up there, and uh, she she was not, you know, me and Sarah, but, <laughs> you know, she was doing her best. She tried. She tried. Uh-huh. It's all right. You know, it, it's all about trying. You can't be great at first. It takes no, time. So I was rude. I was eating my popcorn. Moving on. She is watching Luminary Sounds right now. <laughs> and we're telling her, keep it up, shorty. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep hope alive. Yeah, so we want to say thank you to Mia Sarah for traveling out here for Luminary Sounds. Thank you. I think it was a great interview. Yes, it was. And next time we get moms on the mic so we can talk about that on. And we will talk about the EP. Yeah. As well, yeah. so we yeah. got We want yeah. you back. We want you back. Okay, Absolutely. I'm so. super excited. So, so yes, fun. again, we're gonna be playing a song via Sarah, California Dreaming. It was wonderful. Absolutely. Can I just California Dreamer? Dreamer. Dreamer. California Dreamer. We're gonna start adding a, a, a correction at the end yes. of the podcast. <laughs> correction. California Dreamer. Yes. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. Thank you guys. Cool. This is fun. That's back right now we got my man who is in the house with us he's a dj and he's been he's more than a dj he's, he's more a, than a dj he's a producer he's a producer an artist oh, an artist basically yes yeah. so it's d magic is in the building right d now. d magic is in the building with us right now give it up i'm doing good i, I want to call you the the thinner ricky ross <laughs> Hey, hey, Ricky Ross. Hey, oh. I, I get I get that a lot. All all, all the the hearts. Oh, yes. I get that a lot. Russell, but but, but see that Russell. beard got to come a little bit for the heart. You know what? I just cut it down. You cut it down. Yeah. If I was to show you, I had it, it was a lot more fuller. Oh, you would have definitely thought it was harder for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. So well. We, we are happy to have you, man. We and are. I want to talk about these tracks that you have: Ride 13 and Vibes. Okay. So you are a producer, but before we get to that, I'm sorry. Right. Where, okay. where are you from, bro? Thank you. Man, so I was born in Jamaica, the actual island. St. Julia Hospital in Tillamook Garden. Okay. Caribbean brother in the house. Oh, yeah. I knew you would like that. Oh, yeah. You know I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew you would like that. You know, I, I'm, I'm a West African, so anytime oh. you want know, 
You know, Jamaicans are Ghanaians. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. I, I, yes. I love it. My brother. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. Y'all wasn't pinned down. Yeah. We sure are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we're going to have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Talk Look, about the funny it. thing is, I always tell people, when pe- whenever people tell me about Usain Bolt, I'm like, you know he's from Ghana. It's just, of course. he's in Jamaica. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, that's but, all. That's what we migrated to. That's all. That's all it was. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I try I'm to do it. Right. <laughs> but but I, I love it. We're, we're going to get so back you, to you what from, we're you from Jamaica. Yes. Yep. Okay. And then I end up moving to New York. Growing up in uh, specifically the South Side, Jamaica, Queens. So everything Queens. Jamaica. Yeah. Man, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Queens. Now, what was that like living out there? Man, it was one I can say the culture shock. Oh, yeah. Really different. Uh, if you notice, you can't even tell if I really have an accent because I learned to hide it so well. You learned to hide, yeah. Yeah, okay, because because coming into the United States, it was a it was kind of a different ball game. They wasn't too much into like cultures. Okay. Like that, they're not as it wasn't too open into cultures as how they are now. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, as a kid, you know, speaking with my accent or you know, hearing my mom's accent, accent and stuff, people used to find it funny. So, really? Yeah. You're gonna make fun of your accent? Oh yeah, of okay. course. You know, and then it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna hide it. And some people can tell though. They'll look at me. They'll be like, like Idris Elba, how he hides his accent when he he's an actor. Like, yes. So exactly. So, so if you wanted to bring it out, you could mm. bring it out. And bring I think it's actually bring cool out the because accent. you actually live in. I know a lot of our viewers may be familiar, or may not be familiar, but Queens is an interesting borough in New York because it's not like Brooklyn where it's really grimy or Bronx where it's grimy. Queens actually has a little bit of everything. You got mm-hmm. Kew Gardens, which yep. is really suburby. I don't know what Kew Gardens is like now. But when I was growing up, it was like that. And then, of course, you got, you know, um, Hollis. Hollis, Queens. Yep. Yep. And, and then you got Jamaica, yep. which which you mentioned. So it's really got a lot going on. Oh, yeah. So Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely diverse. Yeah. And it's weird, like, how I try to tell people... You know, compared to California, like New York City is extremely diverse, even from boroughs to blocks. Like, mm-hmm. You can tell you're from another borough you can tell, oh, yes. just by how you dress, how you oh, talk, yes. and everything. Like we speak totally different. Wow. You know what yes. I mean? So it's that's how that's how crazy it is when it comes down to the culture shock. So even coming here, like you know, experiencing after high school and, and whatnot, coming out to California, I was just like, man, this is. Crazy. Compared crazy. To, yeah, compared to New York, but everything was all a culture shock. Just coming from Jamaica to New York, from New York to here, everything was just a whole new experience. Whole what, new experience. What's the reason um, that you left Jamaica? My mom was actually in New York. She left Jamaica trying to get a better life where okay. I grew up. Nice. Like if you used to know, if you used to know about uh, you know different places in Kingston, like Tivoli Gardens, like it was known uh, big. If you know about. Uh, Christopher Cole. Okay. He was uh, from the Jamaican Posse. So it's never never heard of him. Okay. It's uh they're they're extremely huge in Jamaica. They're known to be like you can kind of say like gang slash mafia. Wow. But in Jamaica. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. And they ran different parts in different towns and stuff like that. So I came from those type of areas. And I know those are some brothers you do not want to mess with. Yeah, it's uh, I can kind of say. Uh, I can I know what that's like. You know what my, that's like. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, because um, I can basically say my father was one of them. Okay, okay. You know, and uh, that's like another reason why like my mom kind of wanted to be more safe with me and get away from that lifestyle. Because 
like I told people, I'm like, in my country, because we're so poor, people can get rid of you for $20. Wow. $20 would mean a lot for people back home. I mean, that America. sound like Baltimore. Right you know what I mean? So it's, it's things like that. So people take any little thing as a way for a come up. You know what I mean? And it's literally wow. like those, you know, crabs in the barrel type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there is those type of Jamaicans where, you know, they try to come together, but mainly in those type of, you know, territories and, and those hoods and things like that, right. it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard. With poverty, it's, it's extremely hard. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Okay, and then you, you went from New York City, I mean, to... To here. Okay. Yeah. Cal- now, how, what was that transition? One big city to another big city. Yeah, now, how did, so, what made you come to California? Oh, man. Yes. So, Crazy thing is, I used to dance professionally. Like, oh, like, like street man. dance battle. Oh, oh man, man. I, this is a treat right now. This is a treat. This is breaking man. news, sir. Right, yeah, so. You a bow-legged loop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about bow-legged, but. <laughs> oh, so I, you, I, okay, I, that's what's so, up. Yeah, okay. I, I pretty much, I can say I had moves. Man, you know you can dance, man. You gotta be modest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love it. A humble brother. The reason why I say it like that is because the type of dance that I did, people used to frown upon. I used to do something called crump. Oh, that was huge. That's they had the clowns and stuff like that. That, That's a movie about that. Yeah. Uh, So it was a movie called Rise, and uh, there was a guy in the movie. His name he goes by the name Tide Eyes. That's his dance name. Uh, His original name is uh, Cesare. Yeah, and um, he was a very, very big role model for Crump, along with uh, somebody named Miho, who okay. goes by the name Joe Ortiz. Joe Ortiz used to actually play professional football. Okay, so you can be able to look him up and see him playing games and stuff like that. Wow, but, um, they were basically the pioneers of this street dance, yeah. and uh, I learned about them while I was out in New York. You and know, you just picked it up and started to dance. Picked it up, ended up meeting the guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He ended up putting me a part of his group, so I ended wow. up becoming a leader of That's his amazing. group on on the East Coast. Are you on the? Are you in the film? Uh, in a, uh, we have different films that came out, but yeah, I'm in. A couple so of yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not even fun. So now that we have the whole dance inside of you that we just discovered, yeah. what did you think about when you were growing up and movies were like Beat Street and Breaking were out as a dancer? Oh, dude, it was like. What was yeah. that like? You gotta understand, I grew up around that time too, because I was in New York. So I did was, too. It was so, big, like yes. from battling. Like I was a big battlehead. Like wow. coming from New York, like battling was my type of thing. That's what I grew up on. And even in Crump, Crump is like a street battle dance. But you have some people that love to session, that just love to dance. But then you have those that's competitive. That was my thing. Oh, all sure. because of all because of how I grew up being in you know New York dancing on trains, yeah, being yeah. in the station dancing. I used to do that. So like, I have yeah. one of those guys. Oh yeah. Off, off the rip. Wow. Oh, that's off amazing. Oh, yeah. Man, I had no clue. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news, luminary sound. Breaking news. Man, D-Magic is a dancer. That's amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. That is very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it is. Cool. I, I definitely say I loved it. I learned I learned a lot. Through now, you, do you still practice it or no? Nah. Nah, I Is it like passion that's just gone and you, you just... So, it's... It, memories, it, that's it? It's, it's funny because... I started dancing in the midst of me learning my music journey. So I just took it upon myself. Like, literally, in high school, I just told like one of my best friends, like, hey, I want to become a professional dancer. Right, right, right. You know? And she wow. looked at me, and she was just like, okay, all right, I, I see what you're saying. And then literally right sure. after high school, graduation, boom, next thing you know, I'm telling her I'm on DVD, and I'm traveling the world doing different competitions. 
you know what I mean, judging and stuff like that. So Amazing. it was just like, you know, it was like, that's just how it ended up happening. But then after that, like, as I got older, my body was just like, look, you can't keep dancing 12 hours a day anymore. That's a lot. As much as I want to, it's just like, I know that as it's going to come a point in time to where it's like, you can't keep doing this. How long did you dance? Not to cut you off. Uh, dude, I was doing this so from the end of, no, I would say sophomore year high school. That's when I was into punk. Mm-hmm. All the way up until, I would say, 2014. Oh, wow. so it's recent. Yeah, so I was I was doing this for quite some time. Like, had a whole state on my back. Had so oh, many wow. people, people that I taught. From I mean, Man. down from females to, to elder generation to kids. Like, is it still a popular dance? Oh, what, bro? We're like all over. Like, I still say that because I people still look at me as a pioneer in punk. I feel like, like they take they take pieces of it and they put it into like their freestyle dance and, and make it different forms. Yes, yes, but that's 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 like the dancing community as far as crunk goes. Yeah, crunk is way bigger than what people think it is. Okay, like we actually have our own culture. We dress wow. different. We talk different. We're all in different countries from Russia to Brazil to Russia? South Africa. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and it's huge. Like, talking wow. about events with thousands of people coming there to watch other people dance and, and battle. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're they athletic, too. Oh, they are most oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, most okay, definitely. Oh, yeah. Abs on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dancing. From dancing. I mean, 24 hours does not cut it like not at all. Not at all. I guess I don't need to do no P90X. I just oh, need to do nah, some dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some people say crunk, but it's crunk. 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 Yep. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I do want to segue into production, like... Definitely. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Like, what... Because myself, I just started picking it up. I'm using the Aprils and Live team. Yeah. And I started picking it up. Right. I'm getting pretty good at it. But it right. takes... Uh, we on it all the time. Right. right. We on it all the time. So, like, how did that come for you? Okay, so this is this is funny. I learned about music production high school. Like, oh, literally, okay. the high school that I got accepted for was created for music production and movie making. How cool is that? Yeah, so it was That's one like of... performing arts. Yeah. So, okay. And it was, it was literally one of its kind. Like, there was no school that was actually out at that time that did that specifically. Like, every kid goes into the school, you get a brand new Mac laptop. Based upon your course, your laptop is suited up right. with everything you need. But that's crazy. That yeah, is. so that's I, crazy. That like, crazy. that's what I was actually had an opportunity to be able to have, you know, going for me. So because of that, literally, I was more so hyped of getting a laptop. I ended up getting that and just went on my own journey. So you, you, you got the laptop and you just said what? I was just like, I want to figure out how to make beats. At that time, they wasn't teaching us how to make beats. Oh, okay. It was more so music theory. You know, all oh, this stuff. Okay. It, was, it was regular, like, those type of things. They you were educating yourself, pretty much. Yeah. So, what you went, got your own software, programmed it on there? I or? had a friend. I had a friend. His name was Terrell. Everyone always got a friend. So, Shout out to Terrell. Yeah, so actually, he was the one that put me onto music production. He actually introduced me to... Fruity Loops Studio at that time. Studio. Before, oh, before it was FL, it was Fruity Loops. Now, let me so. ask you this, because I 
dabbled with Fruity Loops? Did you actually buy the version or did you have the free version where you had to go back and make the beat all over again? <laughs> oh no, no, we ended up buying the real version. <laughs> he had he had family members that was you know well into music, so oh, it was perfect. already so you know, suited like up. A, uh, producer version. Right? Yeah, so okay. and he already knew the ins and outs, you know. So being that we were all into the school, he was just showing me like, hey. Let me show you this whole thing about making beats. And then from there, I was like, okay. Oh, there you go. Here we go. And I just went on to a whole different world. Like, yeah. from there, I just started progressing on my own. My friends would be able to tell you, like, every day in the back of class, you just teaching making... something. I'm on the computer. Like, hey, look what I just learned. I'm going to be oh, honest with you. It is very addictive. He, he told yeah, me it's it. very addictive yeah. because, you know, when I try to get my own music, it was really hard to find the instruments I mm -hmm. want and... I'm like, man, I'm on this website. These beats kind of suck. I'm over here, but this lease costs way too much. Right, and I, right. You know, so it, it was just difficult. So I said, let me try it myself. And right. once I started, I was like, why well, this is, you know, it's not, not that bad. Mm -hmm. And then the more you get into it, you, right. take, you can just do so much on that thing. Uh, dude, it, it takes you it takes you away from this world, bro. Oh. Like, literally. Seriously. I have things. my headphones on. I'm zoned out. And I can, first of all, I'm a little bit upset, bro, because your beats are fire, but you don't post them on your IG. They're just on the store. It's like he don't he give you a little sample. Yeah, but he wants you to have a little thing. Yeah. Oh, so you, you doing that to brothers? Man, he, so he sends me beats all the time. Like, man, come on, bro. This so, is crazy. There's a reason man. why I do it. It's a strategic thing. Okay, so. Is it a motivational thing? Because I, I mean, that let me get on my motor. Let me go make a beat real quick. That too, because I actually do have like friends that I talk to that yeah. look up to me in you know the music world that you know I teach stuff too. Yeah. But the reason why I do that is because on the realness, I wanted to actually put my music online, like have a website, sell beats online, like the actual other mm. producer. Yeah, yeah. But then I looked at it, like I really looked at my craft, and I was like, what I'm doing, nobody else can do. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, so it made me tell myself, like, okay, do I want to advertise myself so that everybody can have access to me? Yeah. Or do I want to just be able to put out, you know, bits and pieces, and then whoever grabs the bait, I'll see how, how you know, how it works, you know, based upon relationship. He's so fishing. I, yeah, so I look at it as, as, a, as a, you know, well-strategic type that's of thing. That's awesome. So, you know, that's why I tend to do that. You know? Now, now that we're talking about production, I know you're from... Jamaica. Uh -huh. Dance Hall, very big in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. How much of an influence does oh. Dance Hall have on your production? You know what's crazy? <laughs> I already know what he's going to say. <laughs> I know what he's going to say. Dude, it has, it has a, a very, very big influence on, on my music production. Like, just from the the, the bass to the, the drums and everything. But what's nuts is I don't tend to make dancehall music. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in a in a very very weird way, and I can do it on. I can make it like the back of my hand. Like that's how well I know music. If I want to, I can make it for you. No, yeah. right. No, no problem. problem. It takes you but, how long to make a beat? If you just I gotta make a beat. How long? Just to make a beat. Just to make it less than ten minutes. Thank you. That's how it Amazing. is. Amazing. Yeah. That's how it is. Once you find your what you want to do, and you know your your plugins or whatever, mm -hmm. you're good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so... You, yeah, gotta, you gotta share more, though. Yes. Okay. So, okay. how long have you been in production? Because I know the dance life, was that going on 
in conjunction with the actual dance no. or is after? It's no it was way. after. That's why I said there's no way. Yeah, the man, of dancing, I thought he was, he was just dancing in that man going to the beat. That man would be able to sleep. He's dancing all day making beats. And no, 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 it, uh, the, so this started after 2014. Yeah, yeah, I got into the beats. So what funny thing is, what made me get back into the beats was that um, had took a trip to New York, visit my mom, you know, with my wife, and um, we ended up finding my old iPod. Oh, and, got inspired by your old joints, bro. So it's what's crazy was <laughs> I heard them. But it didn't make me want to get into music production. Like, I had my little homies at the time, which is like, a little homie is like somebody that you teach and dance, like people that look up to you like as a big brother. So I had them, right. you know, around me at that time because I had been, been in New York for quite some time. So right. people were excited to see me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, this iPod, I wonder what's on here. So I just started going through the iPod. And I'm sitting there laughing. But everybody else is like, yo, who made this? This sounds crazy. I was like, yeah, I made this in high school. They was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I made this when I was like, you know, 13, 14 years old. They was like, impossible. I was like, yeah. I was like, I have friends that I'll tell you, like, I did this all in high school. I was like, look at the iPod. I was like, look at the generation of the iPod. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, yo, why why aren't you doing music? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was just a dancer. I was like, I wanted to dance. They was like, nah, do music. They was like, there's no way that you're able to be this good and then you just wow. sat there and left not, like that. You know, I, I mean, mean, I don't I don't ever front, I don't big people up for no reason. But when I heard him, first of all, this is how him and I met. We were at a festival. We were both working. Working, festivals. yep. Working festival. <laughs> so yep. you were doing your I was business. doing I was doing plug-in Bayou Kitchen, CA. Yes. Uh-huh. Here we go. Facebook. It's or wonderful get your, food. Get your beignets and your, you know your uh, flavored, you know, snowballs and etc. And he right. was working uh, with red hot, red hot chicken. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken was good. Oh yeah, chicken really was good. good. Really so good I seen chicken. him in the Y'all back. Making me hungry, man. <laughs> yeah, but I seen him in the back, and I was like, oh, he's like a cool dude. So we started talking. I don't know how we started talking, and then I had just put out some of my music. I said, mm-hmm. oh, no, you check it out. He said, hey, I do music too. Luminary sounds or luminary sounds. Luminary sounds. Yep. So I was like, I do music too, man. Hey, uh, you know, we should connect. Wow. You know, long story short, and this is like last year at least. It's come up to about like a year. Yep. And then I'm listening to his music. I'm like, this dude is amazing. I I didn't know he was that good. You know, that good as a producer. So I mean, are you looking like you said, as far as artists getting on your your beats, are you selective? If an artist is like, hey man, can I have that? Do you Uh, sell out? Actually, yeah, if it, if it came down to it, yeah, it just depends on connection, because that's how I really look at it in the music game. Like, yeah, it is a business, but I want you to keep coming back. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so if there's no actual connection, I don't want it to look like, okay, you just come into my store one time because you right. thought this beat was cool, and then you're gone. Like, right. I want you right. to keep coming back. Yeah. So that's why I try to get that connection going. Yeah. That's you know what, what I mean? Okay. okay. You don't want that person to just say, okay, I got that, I'm gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you how do you copyright your music? Do you just do you just make a beat, put it out, and you just I'm not gonna. Oh copyright no, 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 no. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a whole step, you know. Like uh, when I was just now getting to the music, you know, production. There's like a couple artists that I work with, you know. One named L.A. Price, okay. very dope rapper. You know, I made him. Shout out L.A. Price. First of all, let's get him on the show. Oh yeah, we are definitely trying to get him on here for yeah. sure, for sure. But uh, he was the one that introduced to you know the stuff like ASCAP. BMI yeah. and you know getting your stuff copyrighted before you you know actually dropping stuff out there because one thing he put out there is like people 
if they're very good at what you do, they can copy it without your consent. Oh, absolutely. And I realized that because... As, First as, of all, easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's, and that's how I realized it because I understood that I can remake anything I hear. Uh, like, literally. And I study sound designing, which means oh, wow. that I don't need to buy any sound. I can make everything from scratch. Yeah. So I got to the point to where I was like, yo, I'm very dangerous when it comes down to this. So instead of me just trying to copy other people, I'll just hear something and be like, ah, I like that. But I wouldn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. If I was to do it, this is what I'll do to That's the incredible. Thing. You can you play the mean? keys and just change the, the setting of how the keys Everything. are and it would sound completely different. Oh yeah. Kind of like the Katy Perry thing. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. She just oh, yeah. lost. <laughs> Man, you know, that was, was lost just, lost. That's crazy, you know. Yeah. I can't say for certain if it was taken, but at the end of the day, you know, the court decided. So. Yeah. But it happens all the time. Oh yeah. You know, they, 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 they big fish take little fish. But the funny thing is, sometimes you hear stuff that you're like, man, they ripped this whole song off. Oh yeah. And then nothing happened. Yeah. That's because of relationships. Yes. You see, that's what it that's goes true. back to. It goes back to relationships. That's why I want to try and have good relationships with artists. Too. Like, you know, just for the sake of, you know, if they want to use my music, you know, right. you know what I mean? And, and the music blow up. I don't want to be like those guys to where it's like, because we have a bad relationship, I'll wait till you blow up. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Nah, right. Nah, right. Nah, right. You know, right. Yeah. It's too, many, it's, too much, it's too much that's like that. And for people of our color, you know what I mean? Oh, we need to stick together. So yeah, that's, we why, that's why I try and build off things upon that first. That's good. To get the money. You know, people right. always ask me, hey, how much it costs? I was like, nah, man, just pull up to the studio, bro. Let's just vibe out. He sent the invoice, $3,000. You know I mean? so that's funny, too. That's funny because uh, we get hits up on a website. <laughs> 3K real quick. 3000 3K, then let's build a relationship. Right. They're like, right. it's just two songs, bro. No, but you're right, though. Like, you know, I feel like when we started the Luminary Sound, um, I had a few DMs where people were saying, how much does it cost for you guys to, right. to you know, promote what I'm doing? I'm like, mm-hmm. free. Yeah. It cost anything. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just doing it because I appreciate other people's art and their gifts. Right. So why not present it? Because no, nobody else is doing it. And spotlight right. them. You know, and right. spotlight them. So, right. you know, because we just had a great interview. We with, did. With me and, and Sarah. Oh, a great interview. You Wonderful know? artist. So, yeah, and that's I, what I it's about. The, you know? the, the, the female artist. Yes. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh, she's a great singer. Yeah, yeah. dope music. I heard her music. Man. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's really good. She's really good. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's what it's for. Uh, we have to sit together and create opportunities for other people. And it's kind of biblical in you know some retrospect. That's it comes right. right back around, right now. So that's absolutely, right. Absolutely. So one thing I also wanted to ask you: mm-hmm. having some fun. You're a fun guy. Mm-hmm. What are some of your guilty pleasures apart from music that you have? Because I know you're a dancer. You're into production. So apart from all of that, you mean like an artist that he might like that nobody knows or? Yeah, or just or just like anything, or just or, or just like even if it's a TV show, just something that's a guilty pleasure. That you know what? I'm not doing this right now. I'm not dancing. I'm not making music, but I can't live without. Oh, uh, bro, I've I've been watch TV, bro. What do you oh, watch, man? Like it usually it depends. It depends on the show. Like the the show that I was last currently on is uh, called La Casa de Papel. Okay. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, it means the, uh, the House of Paper. Is this a Netflix show? Yeah. yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> bro, bro, this show is crazy. Like, it's about uh, a team of people that goes 
to pretend that they rob a bank, but they're actually printing the money. What? They're printing new I, bills, I haven't like, seen the show, but wait, I read it. called again? Uh, the Casa de Papel. He yeah. says it so well, so yeah. you know he watches it <laughs> every night. <laughs> <Yeah. like, laughs> the show. My show is called The Casa de Papel. Wait, now is this in subtitles or it's actually? Yeah, yeah, this one, this one is in subtitles. Oh man, yeah. bro, we gotta read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole read. entire show. It's, you know what? Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's brutality. I thought it was bad. <laughs> I thought it was bad to do that, but I'll be honest, it's, it's actually worth it. Like, it's actually worth it. It's really, yeah, yeah. You know the Passion of the Christ was worth it. You know what was so funny? I saw a subtitled movie and usually what happens is it'll come up with what you'll like. And that really? showed up afterward. I, I saw that, but I didn't click on it to watch mm-hmm. it. And I guess since I saw something subtitled, that's why I asked you if it was subtitled. Because yeah. I was like, why do I know that name? Right. And that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's that's one thing I can say I do, bro. We learned all kinds of new things yeah, about him. First, like, he's a break dancer. Uh, not break dancer, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. We watched exactly. Uh, the Man, you said they're pretty good too. I said that fast. I don't want to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He said it like he was a producer of the show or something. The way he said it. Absolutely. You know, well, you know, time time goes fast. Time does go by. You know what I'm saying? We're almost a half hour in, you know. You got to cut it, you know, pay some bills. But before we go, can you tell the listeners where they can check out, you know, some of your music and stuff like that? Yeah. Or what you have coming up next? Right now, so I'm basically working on an album. It's called. 13. Okay. And uh, the reason why it's called 1313 is my favorite number. It's also a number that uh, a lot of people tend to believe it's negative. You know, they always okay. don't believe in that number. And actually, 13 right. is the actual positive number. You know, right. and it came right. down to Jesus having told disciples he was the 13th add right. to the 12. You know what I mean? So it's huh. a lot, it's a lot to the actual number. number. And um, I secretly, what I do is I'll release, you know, songs that will add up to the date of my album. That's pretty cool. It's going to come out, you know, on November 13th, which will make it 11-13 when it actually comes out. So it's it's very, very clever. Mm -hmm. I drop my songs every 13th. Of the month, so it's like, oh, that's I like how you that. Do it. That's when you, when you it drop it, you definitely got to come back. Yeah, first of all, oh, yeah, tag sure. us, come back. We want to have you on here, you know what I'm saying? But uh, again, I want to say thank you for having you here. Man, Magic. I appreciate it. I appreciate and it. Also, for, for yeah. all the listeners, give them where they can contact you, your Instagram, all of that. Give them your oh, information. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely find me on Instagram at dmagic, D E M A J I K. You know, you can also hit me up in an email, which is dmagicbeats, D-E-M-A-J-I-K-B-E-A-T-Z at gmail.com. And uh, if any artists really want to hit me up, I'll put my number out there as well, which is, you know, 562-505-5796. Man, he is bold. He is bold. That's how you got to do it, bro. We're going to put some of his songs at the end of this podcast. Only on Anchor. You can't hit on Spotify, but we will add them to the Spotify list. Again, our website is www.luminary-sounds.com, and we are out. We are out of here. Yeah, thank you, guys.